Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues. For the next 25 minutes, we'll be here. Live radio. You're listening to AFR, American Family Radio. Check us out on the Internet at AFR.net, AFR.net. We do podcast all our programs. And you can download the podcast at AFR.net. That means, for those who don't know, or you're new to the, the word podcast, it means you can access... Uh, the show, Today's Issues, or any other program, anytime you want to listen. Mm-hmm. You don't have to necessarily listen live. You can, how long does that take? Like 30 seconds or so? Yeah, Fred. Yeah. To download the podcast? Just go to AFR.net. Yeah. There's a button up at the top there. The website says podcasts. Yeah. Click on that, and your, your favorite show, whether it's Sandy or Today's Issues or whatever the case may be, and you can have a listen. Yeah. You know, Sometimes people have to work through the day. Right. They don't get to hear the shows live. But when you get home at night or on the weekend, you want to catch up, that's a great place to do it. Steve Jordahl is with us. Uh, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everybody. By the way, Ray's in Kansas City. Ray Ray is with us. You got to travel again when, Ray? Thanksgiving weekend. Be up in uh, Cannon Beach, Oregon, teaching the Bible. And so we're in Tupelo. Mississippi, that is our home headquarters for American Family Radio and Raising Kansas City, broadcasting uh, remotely. And uh, Steve Jordahl is three feet from me. Right <laughs> I am. I'm uh, social distance. I, I, I bet I'm six. I bet I've I'm had, six feet away. I got some powerful antibodies to shield me from you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got I, some so myself, to, too. <laughs> I ain't worried about it. Tim's shields are up. That's right. Well, you got, the, right. You got the antibodies, too, right? I do, man. I'm, I'm just teaming with them. Yeah, so team. I like that. Yeah. Teaming, teaming so, with antibodies. Can you That's sell antibodies? Could you arrange to sell some antibodies? Isn't there a, a, a some antibody? Could trade them? Isn't there a treatment for COVID? That Infusion. Infusion. Infusion of antibodies. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Maybe a lot s- of people have been using that. Our- what is it now? It's an infusion of antibodies. I thought that's what the vaccine was. No. No. Well, I, that th- would be let, a me, let, let me vaccine. rephrase that before I get mocked and ridiculed as being a person who doesn't know about science and biology. Uh, isn't that ultimately what the, quote, vaccine is meant to do is to uh, create antibodies to fight off COVID. Is supposedly, that, not, is that suppo- not, do I not have that right? Either I don't have the process. Supposedly exactly right? triggers the production. Supposedly? Supposedly triggers if there aren't complications. That's what. It, Go ahead, Ray. That what the, Bail me that out. What the, isn't that what the smallpox vaccine <laughs> yes. actually yeah. does, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I think Brother Tim has the big idea here. Am I right? <laughs> you do have the big idea. The I traditional got, got, understanding of vaccines is exactly what you said, Thank right? you. Mm. Right, so I got the general idea. You yep. did a big idea. Yeah. All right. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, well, speaking of. <laughs> anybody, Steve. Ain't nobody Superman Steve. That's me. Uh, speaking of, uh, we have a, a, a lot of treatments for COVID that are going around, and some are popular and allowed, and some are disallowed. We've been hearing uh, hydroxychloroquine. You can have a hard time finding that unless you go online from certain doctors. The leading, one of the most highly published ICU doctors in America, his name is Paul Merrick, 
and he practices as the director of the ICU at Sinatra Norfolk General Hospital. He is suing Sinatra Healthcare because they're not allowing him to distribute a certain protocol. It's called the Math Plus Protocol, and in that Math Plus co- protocol is ivermectin. And okay, so he, where did you get this story? This is uh, out of. Uh, well, there are people listening who want to read that for themselves. Yeah, it. Well, we'll post it. It's it's found on Citizen Free Press. They haven't. Oh, Global Newswire is the uh, source. So, can you, Adam? Can you and Steve collaborate? Maybe not in the right this minute, but uh, so we can put the story Steve's talking about on our Facebook page, because I know people want to read it for themselves. So, what you have here is the uh, most published. Uh, uh, what, what did you call Most published author, uh, highly published critical care physician. In critical the world. care physician. What's his name? His name is Paul Merrick, M-A-R-I-K. And and, and he's suing his own <laughs> company, uh, his own <laughs> healthcare, uh, healthcare company yeah. that he works for because they forbid him from prescribing ivermectin. That's correct. And how is, how is this possible to happen, Tim? And, and Steve, how can it happen that you've got what is essentially, you're saying, essentially the number one right. ICU doctor in America? You, you're not going to get anybody more qualified right. in his field. How can anybody say to him, you cannot use right. this particular? Right. You know, I, don't, I don't know. That's, I agree how with can you. That, happen? That, that just goes to show you how the left uh tries to control even they try to control even doctors from prescribing things that work because it doesn't fit their a narrative and their agenda we have reached a scary point in this yeah. country when the political narrative is trumping sci- scientific evidence that's what's going on and so you've got the political side with the help of the mainstream media backing up the left and demonizing anybody who agrees with that narrative, even if you're the preeminent ICU doctor. Yeah. It's amazing what's going on in this country, folks. This set of drugs, this Math Plus protocol, it has achieved as much as a 50% reduction in hospitality, in hospitality, hospitalization. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what people are looking for... And mortality. What people are looking for, whether you have the vaccine shot or not... It really doesn't matter. What people are more anxious, uh, most anxious to find out in our country, it seems to me, is, okay, w- what happens if I get COVID? Because people are getting COVID now who are vaccinated mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, I, what's your name? Percentages Jen? are climbing. Press Secretary Jen Psaki yes. is a high-profile example of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and Colin Powell, uh, died of, they said COVID complications. Of course he had a lot of health problems, but he was fully vaccinated. Yeah. So, so people vaccinated and unvaccinated are getting COVID and people want to know, what do I do as a treatment, as a therapeutic, uh, response immediately to my diagnosis that are my test positive so that it doesn't worsen where I go to the hospital, get on a vent or worse. So uh, these doctors are prescribing like this gentleman here, this highly uh, respected 
ICU doctor. I, I'm like you guys. I'm like Ray. I'm going. What does? What does the? Uh, he isn't poisoning anybody. So what does the uh, hospital itself or the healthcare company that he works for? Why do they care what the doctor prescribes? What? Why? Do, why is that their business? I, uh, because they're scared that the mainstream media will do a story and they will refer to ivermectin as a a danger. You remember when president when Trump was still president and he started talking, he came down with covid, remember? And mm-hmm. the treatments, he started mentioning things and then all of a sudden uh, president Trump is dangerous. He is actually suggesting these things over here and no, that- he he talked about the hydro um, what, what, hydrochloric hydroxychloroquine hydroxychloroquine he, he yes. talked about that and the media went just freaked out they went nuts call it a horse medicine yeah uh, yeah well it's like it's like he was advocating for inject poison or something to your system right it's just like it's ira- it's an irrational response I, I, except- you know Tim I just I just right now looked current headline or headline from CNBC, quote, after weeks of declines, U.S. COVID cases have stalled at a high level, quote, the ERs are packed. Look, assuming, just just take that at face value, if that is true, why would you not turn the doctors loose and let them prescribe whatever they actually think will help their patients? This guy is not some second-year medical student. He's not a pre-med student. He's not a a senior resident somewhere. This is the top, the the top critical care ICU doctor in America. If he thinks it's going to work, let him prescribe it. And the only reason, as Fred said, the only reason to interfere is politics. This is not about science or medicine. This is about politics. Uh, just a brief uh, Adam clarif- clarification. Adam yeah. The uh, hydroxychloroquine is an anti-malaria drug, and they called it that. Ivermectin is the one they're calling the horse dewormer. Yes, horse, and it has multiple purposes. Yes, uh, but both of those have been around for years and right. years and years and years. Right. Hey, listen, I'm just telling you what a lot of people are saying. We all know this. They're saying, yes, but those drugs are very inexpensive, and the, the drugs that these pharmaceutical companies spent billions of dollars uh, producing to, in response to COVID – they need support because they, you know what I'm saying? Somebody needs to keep making money off this. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you what a lot of people say. Right. Look, look, all we're saying here is, well, we're not arguing doctors should be forced to prescribe ivermectin. No. We're only saying free up the doctors like this man Steve talked about. Free him up to prescribe it if he thinks That's- it is medically, uh, if it makes and, sense medically. That's all we're saying. And right? also, if you're also... It's a, it's another consideration. It is a consideration. Is something if if something the doctor's prescribing is potentially dangerous, mm-hmm. okay? But ivermectin and uh, hydroxychloroquine, yep. I, the, as far as I know, are not dangerous drugs. They're proven drugs. They're taken all over the world. Yes, uh, on a regular basis. What was it in India? They started uh, applying ivermectin, I believe it was. Yes, and it and the and the COVID went away. COVID cases dropped. Yeah, I just don't. 
I don't understand, except for what the reasons we talked about here, why just the word ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, just the discussion of these things sends triggers. Mm-hmm. These uh, people on the left, they're just, they just they 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 say no, you're promoting things that are going to kill people. That's yeah. what they say. Yeah. So, listen. Uh, by the way, I, I got emails yesterday, and we had some posts. I think maybe I maybe we didn't. I didn't look at the Facebook since the show yesterday. Can can I circle back around, uh, Tim, and just uh, Steve? I want to ask you. Wait, hold on a uh, second. Let me write down what I was going to okay. say, or I'll forget it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let, let me just. Can you write down what you were going to say, Ray, and let me yes, finish? Yes, sir. Because done. Or either you can remind me what I was going to talk about. <laughs> done. That's I got I, it done. Okay. What I, that's what I always say to Allison, my wife. I say, remind me to do so-and-so, so-and-so. And then if I forget, then I say, you didn't remind me. Yeah. So everything goes on her. Really. Yeah. See, see how that works? All right, so uh, this is one personal anecdote. That's all it is. Uh, I knew, I know personally a uh, couple, and the man's about my age. I'm 58. He may be 60. 59, something like that. Anyway, this is three or four months ago. He came down with COVID. And he had to go to the hospital because it was it was really causing him uh, breathing problems and such. Well, the hospital would not, his wife wanted him to get uh, ivermectin because she had heard that a lot of people were having positive results from this. I'm talking about, you know, you learn you have COVID, you need to t- treat it as soon as possible, not sit there in the, at home or at the hospital till it's too late, till, you know, time to go on a vent or die. So she had to plea, this, uh, the wife had to plea with the uh, doctor to give him ivermectin, her husband. And, and when he, he was extremely serious, he could have died, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the the doc, the first doctor said no. Then she appealed to the the top guy, the top doctor who had the ultimate say, and he agreed to let her to let the doctor below him uh, give the fella ivermectin, give my friend ivermectin, mm-hmm. and he recovered. He started improving yeah. right after that. Again, make of that what you will. That's just one story from one person. I don't have – it's not documented anywhere, but I'm telling you that did happen. Mm-hmm. That did happen. And so I'm, I'm, I'm saying to myself, why does that first doctor refuse to give that? If, if, it's not, if it doesn't pose any danger – it, if the first doctor doesn't believe it helps, but the people getting it do, but if the wife of a man who's about to perhaps die wants to try this, mm-hmm. why does he care? That's right. Well, he can't be sued for that. No, nope. I don't. I guess you can sue anybody for anything. But no, you get the you get the wife to sign off. But it's just it seems like to me it's an irrational response to people even having to talk publicly about what. Your options are therapeutically in response to uh, when all you tell me is get the shot and that's it. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, now, there are other more uh, approved therapeutic responses by the medical community, you know, that are pretty standard that we're hearing about. So I don't mean to suggest that there there is no uh, medical response across the country, but it certainly doesn't exclude these, uh, these drugs we've talked about. Now, Ray, I've taken two minutes. Go ahead. Well, in light of that, in light of that story, so I'm going to come back, circle back, Steve, and ask you. Are you saying this doctor, we just all agree, he's esteemed, renowned. This doctor, is he now put in the position of suing his own hospital because they won't? Is that what the story is saying? His own health care system. I, I suppose that's, it would be like suing Blue Cross Blue Shield. I don't know if that's the hospital, but it's the health But he, he is this esteemed doctor yes. who knows his stuff. I mean, I'm, I keep saying that, right? He yeah. knows his stuff. Yeah. He's yeah. top doc. Yeah. He's, he's reduced now in order to help his patients, to suing his own health care system. This is, this is when common sense, Steve, seems to me, is just being turned well, upside down. Another thing, another factor at play here is peer pressure among doctors. Yeah, sure. And uh, I know this. This happens in every profession. Somebody sets the terms that, the, it, that becomes the established line of thinking in terms of COVID response, and because most doctors across the country have little or no experience in treating a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's ever happened. I don't remember in my lifetime it hasn't happened, and especially a upper respiratory uh, virus that can kill you, mm-hmm. right? So the doctors have not wanted to uh, beer from the CDC Dr. Fauci line of thinking. But. Hold on. But uh, heretofore they haven't, to borrow a Friday word, because if they do so, they run the risk of being ostracized or penalized or kicked out of the club or called a quack or, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's a lot to risk from even. So that's why I think a lot of doctors – if you get them at the coffee shop, right, and they're talk and there's nobody, there's no rec, there's no tape recording going, they might say, you know what, uh, I'm, I've heard some good things about these other drugs too. Here's some other treatments that are available. Uh, I'm, I would try this if I were you. You know what I'm saying? Those kinds of conversations can be had. But if you just put a, you got the white coat at the clinic, it's most of them are not going to say a word that contradicts. Any, or questions even anything the CDC has to say. Does that make it, it that does, make sense? I, I I agree with you, but here's where it doesn't make sense. Our esteemed uh, producer Adam has been doing some research while he's been. You know, uh, esteem capable, means nothing around here anymore capably. because everybody's esteemed. <laughs> okay. We all get a trophy. Okay. We, we've got to quit calling everybody esteemed. <laughs> okay. Adam is a great guy. Yeah. He really <laughs> is uh, esteemed. I think he's got some some work to do. Okay. Yeah. Adam, I love you, man, but I'm just telling you the truth. I know you feel the same way about me. He's been doing some research while we've been talking, (laughs) and he brought up the NIH. This is Fauci's NIH website. National Institute of Health. National Institutes of Health. Yes, uh, yeah, National Institute for Health. Um, And they have here, he found uh, a table uh, in one of their websites. It's table 2E. It says, characteristics of antiviral agents that are approved or under evaluation for the treatment of COVID-19. And on that list is both remdesivir and ivermectin. 
Remdesivir, is that the way you pronounce it? That's already been used everywhere. Well, ivermectin is on the list, too. Okay, they're studying it. What well, they're saying? They're, okay, that's good. Proof, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they're getting around to studying it. So, But uh, I wouldn't hold my breath for the next Dr. Fauci news conference saying, <laughs> yeah, we're going to start to look at ivermectin. All right, I'm just going to say another thing out loud here that a lot of people think. That's why I'm here. A lot of people think this is about big money. Big money for pharmaceutical companies, pharmaceutical companies. Why Why do you don't hear these less expensive treatments promoted? Because they don't make money. And the money, then the uh, pharmaceutical companies give money to the politicians in Washington, and everybody's, everybody's in on it. Yeah. I, am I the only one that's heard that many, many times before? I know people say, well, that may be, maybe I'm irresponsible for talking like that on the radio, but I'm just... We all have thought that. A lot of people talk about that. I think it's money, and I think it's plus a political agenda. Kind of goes to what Jan Markell was talking about a while ago, is control. It's control look, over the citizenship. Yeah, but look at the – you do have to look at what, what where the uh, lobbying goes in D.C., where the lobbying money on behalf of companies, and not just pharmaceutical companies, but <clears throat> all, <laughs> every corporation in America – does lobbying in in uh, DC, mm-hmm. and that's that's why it's important to know when you vote for people where what corporations are giving them money because right if you're going to give somebody money you want favors oh sure right that's a, that's the human condition right Go money ahead. money all money money it like talks that. it talks it always has strings right. You know, and isn't it just to give the bigger picture here, our argument's not in favor particularly of hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. We are not doctors, right? No, no. We are simply arguing that legitimate MDs, legitimate doctors across America, they ought to be free to prescribe whatever medicines they think will help in the face of a pandemic that is not over yet. Yes. All right, Steve. Well, we got, got uh, about a minute and a half. Let me uh, just bring you the latest uh, headline from our favorite uh, news site that's uh, nothing but uh, sarcasm, and uh, it's the Babylon Bee. And they are reporting out of Toledo, Ohio, that uh, I'll just read this. According to multiple sources, local wife Kelly Jolson finished cleaning the kitchen after her husband Barry told her he had cleaned the kitchen. I repeat that again. I didn't what? get the, the wife. What? The wife finished cleaning the kitchen after the husband tells her he cleaned the kitchen. She she says it's hard to uh, a difficult truth to accept, but um, there's different standards for men and women when it comes to clean. <clears throat> oh, I think I get it. This is that's not really difficult. not a joke. That's that's <laughs> that's something that's, my wife said to me. Yes, yes. I mean that's the, that's probably reality right there. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much hear uh-huh. that every pretty much hear that every day. She yes. said it was difficult at I first. You, I got a solution for you right there, my friend, where it's not even up for debate. <laughs> What's that? You go out to eat dinner. There you go. That's right. At the I restaurant and you That's let right. them cook and let them clean Pay it up. Pay them to clean it up. Then you go home. <laughs> huh? That's, That's the, the answer to that. Go out to eat. Listen. Alice now, since all the kids are gone, why why don't we want to spend two hours huh, in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> well, that can be put to more productive things like watching TV. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> All right. That's our advice. Go out to eat, people. <laughs> All right. And you support the Restaurant Association. That's Keep right. people they working. Need our help. Be they part of the help. local economy. Mm-hmm.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Fred. You bet. Ray. Thank you, Tim. Thanks to Adam, our producer, and Chris Woodward, uh, our French teacher from the last hour. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Trivia Friday on the way.